From the Shepherd House International in Georgetown, Guyana, Bishop Victor Connors Asabre, anointed by God, will inspire you with rare and down-to-earth but provoking teachings from the Word of God to love the Lord deeply and to devote yourself to His work. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Now, here is Bishop Collins. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for your wonderful works tonight. Thank you for the help you are going to offer us. Thank you for the miracles. Thank you for the breakthroughs. Thank you for the surprises that you have in store for each and every one of us. Let your will be done. Let your power flow and fall. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You may take your seat tonight in the presence of the Lord. Well, like um, those of you who are here in the morning, like we said, we are here from the Give Thyself Holy Pastors Association. That is an association that um, God has um, started. God, is, God has raised in this season. Um, this Ch- Chana- Chanela? Okay, you have my thing, right? Beautiful. <laughs> That God, is, God has raised in this season to help pastors. Somebody say help pastors. You see, as a pastor or as a minister, most of the time, we don't get help. Are you, are you, are you with me? If you're a pastor, you understand what I'm saying. But if you're not a pastor, you don't understand. Pastors normally don't get help. And then sometimes pastors, we, you know, we, we, you know we, are, we, are, we are big men. So it's also not so easy to help a pastor. You get it. And so in 2020, about two years ago, the Lord uh, laid on my heart to travel around the country and mobilize pastors to join this association called Give Thyself Holy Pastors Association. And it is very, very, it's a very, very important uh, project for me. And it's a very, very important movement for uh, the country. One of the things that uh, we say a lot since I came to Guyana is that Guyana is a breadbasket of the Caribbean. But you see that we rather go to the Caribbean to work and do liberal work. And by the grace of God, as we have found oil, I hear Mia Motley, Mia Motley, the uh, Prime Minister of Barbados, said during her campaign the other day when she won the elections uh, that the Beijing should rise up and do and work because the Guyanese are not coming to do no work for them no more, you know? <laughs> Ghanaians are not coming to do all the liberal work, the cleaning work. You are selling the country that Ghanaians are not, uh, Ghanaians are not coming back to do because Ghanaians have found oil. You get it? And you see that there are a few and even more uh, countries, uh, 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 companies coming from outside. Do you get it? So in a certain sense, it is coming to pass that they, will, they are now coming into our country to work. You see, but the only thing is that they will come and take the money and we'll be here. We will not get anything. And that's not a blessing, is it? It's not a blessing. And so I believe that everything, and, and we are all Christians. I'm never as are Christians. I'm never as are Christians. We are all Christians. So if you are not Christians, what, what, are you Obiaman? What are you doing here? <laughs> are we all Christians? Okay, I hear there's no Hindu temple here. So there can't be no uh, 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 Mandir. You is a pandit? Anybody a pandit here? You are welcome if you're a pandit. We would like to have you. You get it. But I believe that 
every, every, every country, as we believe that it is righteousness that exalts a nation. Can I have some more? It looks like I'm, I'm shouting. It's righteousness that exalts a nation. It is the godliness in a country that makes the country prosperous. Yeah, it's not about it. It's not, it's not about the oil. It's about how high we elevate God. If we don't elevate God above what he has created, we become idol worshippers. And God will give us up to all kinds of crazy things. Do you get it? If you look at King Nebuchadnezzar, as much as he was not a Jew, God used him as a Babylonian king to teach the Israelites a lesson. And so he carried, he came to Jerusalem, broke down the, 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 the temple of, uh, of, of uh, Solomon, and carried Daniel and all these people away captive to Babylon. But, but the Bible says that he felt that he was the one who was strong, who had done everything. And so God one day struck him down to become an animal for seven years. So it, it is just, I mean, basic that if a country and a group of people do not raise God above the things that God has given, that they never do well. And I believe that if the country is going to do well, it will have to start from the church and the pastors. You see, we live in a... Uh, hallelujah, yeah, it's a good place to clap. It's a good place to uh, uh, clap. I have seen for 17 years in Guyana that people don't respect pastors. People don't respect pastors. You don't. People don't regard pastors. People don't appreciate pastors. But I'm telling you that it is the lack of these things that doesn't make a country prosperous. If you don't regard a man of God, your country will not prosper. Your town will not prosper. Your city will not prosper. Your region will not prosper. Because prosperity comes from God and God has ambassadors and agents and representatives here on earth. It is God who chooses somebody and calls a person into the field or into the office of a pastor, of a prophet, of an apostle, of a bishop. And it is the responsibility of the church to regard and respect such a person highly. And so, we, we, have, to, we have to tune our minds well and properly. That if we are going to do well here in Kwakwani, if we are going to avoid the floods, because the flood wasn't nice at all, we should be able to be a town that we are resistant to flood. Not because the government is doing anything, but because God's mighty hand is in this town and in this place. I tell you, he's the one who created everything. Other places will flood, but Kokwani wouldn't flood. Because of how we behave ourselves in relation to him. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? And so my duty and my responsibility is to travel all around. And I'm going all over, all the, all the villages, all the regions. To announce to pastors that welcome to an association called Give Thyself Holy. Give yourself completely. Now, one of the things that we, we, we you know, tomorrow morning I'll, I'll talk a bit more about it. One of the things that we believe as an association is that, you see, also in Guyana, because pastors are not respected, the church is not respected, many pastors are not full-time ministers. When I say full-time, it means that they don't do anything just the church work. A lot of pastors, good pastors, dedicated pastors, cannot leave their jobs because 
How are they going to eat? Because the church cannot take care of them. How can it be possible that the church of God cannot take, take care of a pastor? I mean, if a company can take care of somebody, how can the church of God not take care of a pastor? But what kind of church is that? What kind of God is that? But it is not like that. It's because the people in the church do not do what God wants them to do. Hallelujah. I, when I came to Guyana, by the grace of God, because we are an international church, I came in as a full-time pastor already. So I didn't have to go and look for a work in the secular environment. In fact, and I, I, I always thank God for that because I don't know where I would have worked in Guyana that I'll be happy. After working with a white man for years, I don't know what kind of job. And so I was so glad that I was absorbed into full-time ministry before I came into the country. And so whilst I was here, I was getting support from abroad for about three years. And then after three years, my support, the, 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 the church abroad said, no, 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 no more. You're on your own. But by the grace of God, since then, there has not been a single month that I have not had a salary. By the grace of God. It is possible. Now, my birthday present, you can't even imagine. When I started the church, my birthday offering, and we believe that when is a pastor's birthday, you must give him offerings. We believe that. Oh, we believe that. We believe that. When, when is your birthday? Wouldn't you like gifts? So how come the pastor can't get a gift on his birthday? What kind of spirit is upon you? If you want a gift on your birthday, then the man of God must also have even more gifts. And maybe tomorrow I should talk about it. How, why a pastor is a light. Tomorrow I'll talk about that. Why a pastor is a light. Many, many people don't know that a pastor is a light of people. That without a pastor, you walk in darkness. Many people don't understand that. It's not even your mother and your father. And that is one of the deceptions about family in Guyana. Let me tell you, many children are not able to relate with their parents in a very genuine way. And the other mission that I've started just about a month ago is a mission for pastor's children called PK+. Because sometimes we take care of the church so much that nobody takes care of our own children. So that is another cousin of a movement God has started with me. That all pastors' children will come together. And November, we're going to have a conference in Georgetown for the young people and pastors' children. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because if you look at it also in Guyana, you see that as much as I'm talking about how we don't respect God and we don't respect the church, we don't respect the pastors, Pastors' children also, not all of them become pastors. <laughs> but Gafos, it's a family business. Tosi Pesad, all these companies, big, big companies, it is the founders, it is for generations. We are the only ones who start churches and our children are not interested in what we are doing. 
Our children go to school, they become accountant, they become this, become lawyer, doctor, but not to hold the Bible like we are holding to preach. And God is changing that in our country. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. If you come to Georgetown, there are so many big men in Georgetown, you ask where their children are. Most of them, their sons are not pastors. Their sons are doing all kinds of things. I saw one, one big man's son on Facebook the other day. Some business he has started on Facebook. I said, you, God should give you some licks where you are sitting. Because your father is a main man of God in the city. What makes you think that you can do something different that is better than what your father is doing? Who said that? The Bible says God is the God of Abraham, God of his son Isaac, God of his son Jacob. All of them followed in the Abrahamic covenant and that's what prospered them. Your father is Abraham and you say you're going to be a mechanic. You see the licks you get. Because you are forsaking something that actually easily can fall on your laps. And I don't know where you are coming from. Maybe your father or your mother was a priest somewhere. You should be careful. Because you are part of those who are spoiling the inheritance God has given to a particular line and clan of people. I want my son, the only son I have, to be a pastor. I want him to be a pastor. I pray, I pray that he will rise up and be a pastor one day. Because if I'm a pastor, it must be a good thing. I, I'm not suffering. Do I look like I'm suffering? Ah, I live better than a politician, I'm telling you. Yeah, I have a very nice, peaceful life. I don't have it all, but I am so happy with my life. And my child should follow my steps and become like what I've become. Are you with me? He can be a doctor, but he should pastor. He can be a lawyer, but he can also preach. He can do two things. Can you not do two things? Yeah, he can do two things. You can eat and watch movie at the same time, no? <laughs> so you can also be a preacher and be a doctor at the same time. It also works. Are you with me? And so if you know a pastor around, I tune in, you know, Linden, wherever, encourage them to join this beautiful association. We have so much to offer to help the church of God because we have to align ourselves before the country can prosper. It's not about oil, not about jumbi bed. Is it jumbi bed? It's about the jumbi bed. <laughs> it's not about the new road. It's about how we see God. And so this morning I, I spoke about some books we came with. The whole pack is called the Macarius Library. If you're interested, you can get one. If you're a pastor, you're not a pastor, you love reading, and you should love reading, you should buy a, 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 a library. Somebody said one time that if you don't read, you are like somebody who cannot read. If you don't read, you are just like somebody who cannot read. And so there are more, book, more books in this package that will help you. I introduced this model marriage. It's for marriage. You learn so much. For those of you who enjoy marriage, I see a gentleman and it's uh, probably his wife next to him on the, on the back there. The wife is fanning herself. The husband is drinking water. You probably need this book. Uh-huh. It will make your marriage sweeter than, than sugar. Uh, do you understand? Get a copy. I believe that God will bless you. We have so many other books, you know, um, how you can become a shepherd. Where are the books I spoke about? Um, what are the books? Plenty, plenty books. Plenty, plenty. Plenty. I spoke about the, the what? The, many are called. I spoke about loyalty. You know, um, there's something very important about the anointing. Anointing. I'm going to talk about the supernatural tonight. Steps to the anointing. One of the most important things in ministry is the anointing. 
If you are not anointed, you can't do ministry. Ministry is not, qualification for ministry is not um, Bible school. Qualification for ministry is anointing. You must be anointed. God must be with you. Otherwise, you will not do well in ministry. So anything you do, if you want to do well, you need the oil of God upon your life. And so many other books. Tomorrow morning I can probably go into that. But tonight, I want to, for the sake of all of us gathered here, you know, tonight is not everybody who's into ministry. So I want to share something I believe is very, very important with you. I want to talk about the supernatural. The supernatural. Just as the topic is, it is natural that is super. The super above the natural. Many of us believe in the supernatural. We are aware of the supernatural, but in the wrong way. I am sure that you believe in the Obia man more than the pastor. Because the Obia man, if you joke with him, he'll do a work upon you. But the pastor, Michel, is it Michel? But the pastor, you can say, you can insult him, you can abuse him. He's a scamp. And nothing will happen to you. True or false? Yeah. You think that nothing will happen to you. Something will happen to you, you'll never remember. That is because you call the pastor a scam. That's why what has happened is happening to you. Because you can't insult a man of God and go scot-free. It doesn't work like that. But naturally, if you see somebody who does work, you see, and I hear the Amerindian villages, the Amerindians can be very strong in some of these evil powers. And they can probably make you drink or eat something or kill you without you. No, they can do some wild things on you. People are more afraid of those things than a man of God. That is why where our church started, we started in a, we started in a small classroom and then we moved to a, a school, in a small, small building, and we moved into a school. And from the school, we moved into a hall like this in East Lafayette, in Georgetown. And there, people said that I was, an, I was doing obia. Because nobody was able to have, nobody has been able to have a church in that area for the church to succeed. And so when I had a church and we were prospering, the people around felt that I was using something that they don't know about. <laughs> so they said, I'm using obia. Hey, if I was using obia, none of them would be alive. I'll kill all of them. <laughs> but they definitely witnessed something that they knew was bigger and stronger than what they are used to. Because there were times where we, we came through so many attacks. One time, somebody came to break eggs and plantain in front of the church. I don't know what they wanted to do. Because it's a waste of breakfast. You should just cook it for me to eat. <laughs> it's better <laughs> than just put it in front of the church, church door. I mean, just like I was thinking that, what, what are they thinking? That when, when we come to church, we will die? Or something will happen to us? Nothing will happen to anybody. When we moved to Canal Number 2 Polder on the West Bank, those of you who know there, Right at the back of canal number two, even though perfect harmony in that area, we are in an area with completely Indians, Hindus, and Muslims. And there's a bridge that you cross, it's all over the canal. So we use the bridge to go to our church. And that same bridge, when you cross, there's a Hindu temple on your left, and then about one, two, three lots, and then we are on the right. Now, when I started going there, it was bush and everything. I, I, I used to see that 
the Hindu temple, the Mandir, they will put flags on the public road before you go over the bridge. And then as you cross the bridge, they have two flags, one on the right, one on the left. And for, for a while, as I go there for the, to the project that we started the construction of the church and everything, I felt very funny that I would drive through four flags, one, two at the, at the beginning of the bridge, and two at the end of the bridge. One day, it just dawned on me, who gave these people authority to plant this flag at this place? This is a public bridge. Hello, this is a public bridge. The bridge is not for the Mandir or the temple. So one day I got angry and I removed all the flags. Somebody said, what? Pastor, you don't play with them things, you know. You don't play with them things. Them things don't, shouldn't play with me. So I didn't want to make it sound bad. So I put it right in front of the Hindu temple. I say, me one, no problem. But I don't, this bridge, this bridge. You see, in Guyana, we tolerate nonsense, you know. You have flags at public places. If you want to do your work, do the work in the church. You see how we are gathered? It's only crusade that we do it outside. We don't put any cross outside and do pour oil on it. But these people are allowed to put flags all over the place. You go to the, uh, you go to the seawall, you can see some flags on the seawall. And the thing is very dirty. So I removed it and I put it right in front of the Hindu temple. Two morning when I went back, you have put it back. Then I removed it again. This time I removed it and put it in the canal. I said, I'm not putting it. I was respecting giving you a little bit of, you know, put it in front so that you can take it and use it for whatever you want to use it. There was some lady it's always a woman, isn't it? <laughs> she put it back. And I asked some of my guys, let's go and remove it. And we remove it. We put it in the canal. They tried to kill my guys. My pastor here, he got into an accident with his wife. Holy God. He could have died. Because he was one of the people who removed the flags with me. So they tried to attack him. Since then, they have not put back the flags again. Yeah. No, they have to smell something more supernatural than what they think they have. I don't know what you know in Kakwani, but I came to tell you that God has more power than any power around. Hallelujah. And so in the book of Mark, I believe, let's go there, the supernatural. In Mark chapter 5, in Mark chapter 5, Verse 24, Mark chapter 5, verse 24 to verse 34. I am preaching about the supernatural. Are you with me tonight? Mark chapter 5, verse 24. The Bible says that, and Jesus went with, uh, and Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. If you can do New Living for me. Much people followed him, and uh, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. A woman in a crowd crowd had what? Had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. Now, Now, you have to understand, you have to understand what is happening. 
No woman bleeds for 12 years and live. <laughs> Are you with me? If you're a woman and you bleed even for more than one week, it's a problem. Because the normal bleeding God has given you the, the authority and the right to bleed is between five to seven days. Every month. If you get it twice in a month, it's even a little worrying. As a woman, if they get it two times in a month, they feel, they feel funny. There are some who don't even see it at all, even though they, they, they are not uh, uh, in their menopause years. So blood flow in a woman is very significant and very important. But this woman, unfortunately, was flowing for 12 years. Now, we men, we don't understand. Because we, don't, we end up on them things. We are free radicals. <laughs> Every month we, we enjoy. We won't even enjoy when you say there are red flags. We want to remove the red flags and enjoy. There are 365 days in a year times 12 days. You see that, evangelist, for many, many days, this woman was bleeding. Can you imagine the amount of stay free? Always ultra, with wings. Heavy bleeding. Can you imagine? How much she will invest in this part? I know it because I have a wife and I have daughters. When they were younger, I used to buy it for them. When I go to the supermarket, I said, please, I want the, the heavy one. One of my daughters used to bleed heavily. So I said, I want the one with heavy. And then she told me, Daddy, I want the one with wings. I said, I want the heavy with wings. So I learned all these things. As a man of God, how does a man of God know that? A man of God is a human being also. <laughs> I have children. I have wife. Yeah. You got to know all them things. I know all them panty size, all them brazier size. I know all them thing. You don't know them thing? Ah, I know them thing, all them thing. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I know them thing. I know the 34B and 20, 34C. I know cup size. I know all of that. Even though it's not, at least it's a cup you can even drink from it if you like. Yeah. <laughs> you got to know those things if we're a good man. Sometimes when you travel, you see something nice, you got to buy it for she. Sometimes you're going to say, honey, what's your size again? You spoil the surprise. You spoil the surprise. You got to know. When she's drying it in the room, you just go and peep the size. And you put it on your phone. Size, you put it on your phone. Yeah. No, many, many men don't know how to shop brassier for their wives. Yeah. When they see, they say, they can buy something big. When they bring it, they can't do nothing. <laughs> I said, oh, I thought all Braziers were the same. Oh, you think? Even Boktoks and all Boktoks are not the same. How much more Braziers? <laughs> There's a taste standard. No, no, no. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this woman was bleeding for 12 years constantly. The Bible says in verse 26 that she had suffered a great deal from many doctors. Many doctors have. She has been seen specialist to specialist. You see, tonight... If you have seen a doctor and you didn't get well, God is here to set you free in the name of Jesus. 
she had suffered a great deal from many doctors and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them he said this is very interesting because when it comes to our health we will spend every money on us but when it comes to the church we will not spend every money Yeah, you will travel from Kokwani to Georgetown, to uh, uh, um, Woodlands, to Treelands, to Leafland, whatever land, to get your healing. But when it comes to the man of God in the church, we will not spend everything. Spend everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. The Bible goes on to say in verse 27, she had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd. She came up behind Jesus through the crowd and touched his robe. See, tonight, if you can touch my robe, the, the power of God can come into your life. Oh, that's why I wear a robe today. If you touch it, I'm like Jesus and the disciples. You touch this, you can receive your healing. Now, she came up from behind, behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. Then for, for, why did she do this? For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. I will be healed. Now, understand that for her to touch the robe of Jesus, she must have known something. In the Old Testament, the garment of priests, Aaron and his sons, the garment, they were anointed. So if you know that this is a priest, the garment, you see the Catholic church, the Anglican church, the priests will wear Garments and that's they picked it up from the old testament. The garments were anointed before you put somebody into a position of a pastor or a priest, you he's consecrated and anointed, and the clothes, the, the, the robe he wears is anointed. So somehow the woman perceived that Jesus was a priest. That is why all she wanted was to touch the robe. Because as long as the robe is anointed, there is power in it. Are you following what I'm saying tonight? Verse 29 says what? Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Can you believe it? 12 years of bleeding, and then you touch somebody's garment. And then 12 years of bleeding stops. No, 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 I can't believe this. I don't believe it. Is the, is the Bible real? Is the Bible real? Do you believe in the Bible? The Bible says for 12 years she was bleeding and then she just touched the, the Jesus' robe like that. And the blood that was flowing for 12 years, the Bible said the bleeding stopped. No surgery, no CT scan, no x-ray, nothing. Just touching. That's what I'm saying. You, you have to respect him. When somebody's a pastor, you have to respect him. Bleeding stopped. And she could feel in her body that she had been healed 
of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing, that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? 32. But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell on her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Somebody's suffering is over tonight. I said, somebody's suffering is over tonight. Now, the Bible without the supernatural is not the Bible. If you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, you will realize that it is stories of people and supernatural encounters with God. How does God form man out of the dust of the earth? It is supernatural. If you like, try. Tomorrow morning, go out, try and make man from the dust, and let's see what will happen. You can't make it happen. It is supernatural. Then the Bible says that he makes him sleep, takes out a rib, and then forms the woman. We we look around for women. We can't form women. Brother, can you form a woman? Why don't you try and form a woman and give her, when you are forming her, do all the things, give her all the things you like. Can you do something like that? Oh, all our troubles will be over if we could do something like that, right? (laughs) It's like you go to the shop and you say, you know what, I want to buy a woman. I don't want too short. I don't want too tall. I want medium height. And I want a woman who won't talk back when I talk to she. Please, as a Chinese man, Chinese man, you got them things, you got them so them women for sale. <laughs> it is nowhere. A woman is a woman. A woman is a woman. Can I get you, Chinese man, you sell a woman who wouldn't talk at all? Wouldn't nag in the house? When I come home late, she won't complain. She won't, she won't, she won't, she won't, she won't, she won't, uh, she won't quarrel. How do you say quarrel? Who quarrel? Argue? I don't know if a Chinese supermarket has a woman like that. <laughs> I'm sure if there was something like that, all of us, including my friend here, would go and say, man, Chinese man, please, this is my list. Give me a woman like that. <laughs> yeah. They realize that what we get, what we are attracted to, as much as we love them, there are some things that are not very easy to deal with. So you can't create a woman. Now you hear of Noah and the ark. When Noah was talking about the end of the world, people thought he was mad. But in Kakwani, you understand flood. And if Noah appears here again, no, no, nobody will be stay behind. Everybody will go into the ark. Because you know what the flood is. <laughs> nobody wants to see that flood again. They said for 40 days and 40 nights, Noah and all the animals were in one, one ark. I mean, it sounds like, you know, fairy tale. That we have Abraham, we have Moses, who 
took the Israelites through the sea. There's a gentleman who is in, in, in my church. He's a pastor now. He's called Andre. He says many years ago, he came to build a boat here, and they used to call him the Noah. He wanted to come with me, but you no, know, he couldn't make it. He really wanted to come to Kakwani. He used to, build, he used to come here with his uncle to build a boat. You look, look at the river. You can actually swim across the river, you know. You don't need no boat. It is so short. It is so short that it, it, it beats common sense to pay to cross this river. It beats common sense. You should understand what I'm saying. It beats common sense to pay to cross this river, ladies and gentlemen. It beats human intelligence. It is so short that we could have a bridge over this river. Even if everybody in this village was bringing $1,000, we can build our own bridge over this river. (laughs) I'm telling you. But when you are crossing, why don't you stand and say, stretch your rod and say, baby's river, open into two. You'll stand there till tomorrow morning. Nothing will happen. So what Moses also went through is very supernatural. And so the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is full of supernatural happiness, including this one. Now, how many Christians really experience the supernatural in their lives? A few. We must be more supernatural than natural. Our lives must be to, to understand God, his, his ways and his dealings more than our own ways. And so many Christians, many people in the church and many people outside the church do not experience the supernatural because of what the supernatural requires. Now let me show you a scripture. First Corinthians. First Corinthians. Chapter 2 verse 14. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. Are you with me tonight? But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. We are all natural. And by default, by by default, we do not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Because if I pray for you right now and I touch somebody and they fall, somebody will say, he's pushing them. You'll never say, there's a power in the man's hand that is making somebody fall. He's pushing them. Until you yourself fall down, then you realize, that no, he's not pushing anybody. <laughs> I've had it several times in my ministry where people come to the church, we're praying for people, people fall, people make noise and all of that. And then when they come to be prayed for, they come and stand in front and they do that. It's like their feet are stronger than the power of God. That when God decides to remove you from these two things, that you, 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 you will fight God. I, I, when I see people like that, I laugh. 
I don't even pray for them. I said, guy, go and sit down. <laughs> go and sit down. Because you, a small ant, has come before the almighty God, putting your foot down like that, that you won't fall. This can save you. These two things can save you from the power of God. You don't understand the supernatural. And so, why people don't experience the supernatural is that they think too human. They think too natural. Because you ask the lady who went to touch Jesus' robe, girl, what are you there born? If the lady had discussed with you, you know what? I won't touch the man. I won't touch his, his dress. Your friend will ask you, girl, you mad? What's wrong with you? You all right? Go let a man pray for you or something. How come you're going to touch his, his dress? Because when you think about it in a normal way, it does not make sense. And the things that do not make sense, it makes sense with God, with man. It makes sense with God. Gabriel told Mary that what I'm telling you that you'll be pregnant without having any encounter with a man. What I'm telling you, as much as it is impossible with men, it is possible with God. And that is, the, that is one of the, the, the foundations of the Christian faith that Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin Mary. Virgin Mary, without a human encounter, became pregnant. It is one of the foundations of the Christian faith. Many people don't believe it. How can you get pregnant without a man? It is possible with God. It is possible with God. And so the, the problem that we have in not experiencing the supernatural, because my prayer tonight my prayer tonight is that you will experience the supernatural. I said my prayer tonight is that you will experience the supernatural. Because if only you can experience what this woman experienced, your life will change forever. I said your life will change forever. Your surroundings will change forever. Your house will change forever. Your faith will increase in God. The natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. How can you be bleeding for 12 years? There's no doctor who has been able to help you. You want to go and hold the pastor's dress. What kind of nonsense is that? Who told you that those who have gone to medical school, that one of the best doctors in town is at Woodlands, is at Georgetown Hospital. He couldn't even help you. And the pastor in Kwakwani, his dress is what you say you are going to hold because when you hold his dress, you'll be well. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And that's what the Bible is saying. That the things of the Spirit of God, they are foolishness to the natural man. One day, Elijah went to a widow's house. God asked him, go to the widow. I'll let the widow feed you. When he went to see the widow, he, he asked the widow, make food for me. The woman said, I have a little bit of flour in my flour bucket. I was going to make food with my flour for me and my child to eat. And then we die because we don't have anything else. Elijah, the man of God, told the woman, you listen to me. Go and make something for me with the small flour you have. And then, I promise you, you will never lack food for the rest of this farming season. You see, if I was to ask you, how much money you have in your your house. How much savings do you have? Oh, Bishop, I have 100,000. And if I tell you, you know what? 
Go and bring the 100,000. God will do something for you. You say, what? I need money, you know. How could give, how could give the pastor all my money? And what going to happen to me tomorrow? That is the natural man. The natural man, if the lady, the widow, was so natural, she would have told Elijah, I have never seen a wicked man of God like you before. Who takes a poor widow and her son's small flower? So if you the man of God, you are taking my last food, what do you expect to happen to me? These men of God of these days, they are very wicked. The woman didn't behave like that. The woman obeyed the man of God in the book of Kings. And the Bible says that there was not a single day in the woman's life in her house where she did not have anything to eat until the famine was over. But if you think about it naturally, you say, what kind of wicked pastor is that? And I told you this morning, I said, I am going to ask you tonight, the Lord told me this morning that somebody is coming tonight who is going to give 100000 for us to uh, uh, um, roof CCAC church building. Not 100000 for me to take with me. 100000 to build a church. You are here. God wants you to give 100000 I have an envelope for you. Suji, you have my envelopes? Good, 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 good. And you, you wait and see what God will do for you. I'm sure you're already sitting down here your heart is beating. You are the one who's going to pay the hundred thousand. I'm telling you. God brought you here tonight for that purpose. Yeah. He gave you the seat you are sitting on because of the hundred thousand. If you don't listen to what I'm saying about the supernatural, you will not experience what I'm talking about. The barrier, the division between the natural and the supernatural. Is thinking as a human being, how human beings think. Reasoning like how human beings will reason. When Jesus was feeding the 5,000, he asked if anybody has anything around. And the disciples said, oh, there's a little boy with two fishes and five loaves of bread. Jesus, bring, bring it. Then he said, ah, even this little boy, this can't, be, this can't feed him. How can you bring this to feed 5,000 people? Jesus said, you, you relax. To the amazement. When Jesus prayed over the fish and the bread, he started breaking it and giving it to the disciples. The Bible says everybody, all 5,000 men were fed from these two fishes and five loaves. Ask me how it happened. I don't know. That is what the supernatural is. You can't understand it. If you use your natural mind, you will, you, you will not be able to understand it. Is God a man or a woman? I don't know. Where is heaven? I don't know. I believe it. I don't know why I believe it. Does God cry? I've never seen God crying before. Uh, maybe he does. But that's not even my problem. I believe there's a God. Many people don't believe there's a God, but I believe there's a God. I believe, I believe it. We believe there's a heaven. We believe there's a hell. You, you can't be so natural and forget and miss the supernatural. And so, for our trip here to Kokwani for the first time, our maiden trip, God wants to do something supernatural in your life. Some of you have never experienced it before, but you're going to experience it tonight. But what you will have to do is to stop thinking natural. Stop thinking natural. Stop thinking natural. Stop thinking natural. 
It's a natural thought. It's what prevents you from receiving the supernatural. I'm just giving you one or two things you need to use to experience the supernatural. The first is faith in the supernatural. You have to believe in the supernatural, number one. To experience the supernatural, you have to believe in the supernatural. I have experienced a few church members who they go to the hospital and they go with a complaint. In fact, I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm, I'm meeting one this Sunday. There's a young lady in our church who has been suffering. She can't, she can't keep food in her, in her belly. Doctor after doctor, doctor after doctor. She's fine like something. I've kind of kept my eyes away from her, but last Tuesday, you know, somebody was telling me about her, and I felt, I felt compassion for her. So I, I, asked, I asked her to let her come to church on Sunday. I want to speak to her. For years, when she eats, it comes out. She's fine like something. It's just a, it's just a matter of time, and, and, and God forbid she will die. She has gone to hospital, doctor after doctor. She's not getting better. But I believe in the supernatural. I believe that she, she's going to be better. I believe she's going to be well. Because I don't care what the, what the doctor has said or what the doctor has not said. I believe in what God can do. And I'm sure you have somebody who has even experienced something like that before. Who has problems when they go to the hospital. The doctors can't find anything. God can find something. I said God can find something. What you have to do is that believe or have faith in the supernatural. Have faith in the supernatural. Have faith that without, I didn't go to medical school. I am not a doctor. But your sickness can go. Not by me, but by the power of God that you cannot see. You see, one of my hard desires, Pastor Cole, one of my hard desires is that one day, as I'm preaching, I should disappear. How would you feel when I'm preaching and I disappear and the microphone falls down? Boom! And I disappear. Everybody will run away from here. It will be talk of the town in Kokwani. Pastor Cole went to bring some pastor. He sounds like Africans. These Africans, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be careful of these Africans, you know. People say all kinds of things. But I believe that God has all the power. It's not only an Obia man who can disappear. You see, where I come from in West Africa, I come from Ghana. I was born in Ghana. And I'm from the Ashanti tribe. In the Ashanti tribe, there is an Obia man who is our main hospital, like the Georgetown Hospital, is named after him from my tribe, the city that I come from in Ghana. The reason why this Obiaman is so known is that history has it that one day the chiefs, the kings in my tribe, all of them were gathered together. And before their meeting, they asked this Obiaman to perform. And he performed, 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 ah, performed. And a golden chair, a golden stool, we call it, came from above. And he held it in his hands like that. So when you are entering the hospital, name after him, you see an image of him like how we have coffee. And he's like that, and he's holding a stool. That stool is there up to today. 
It's a, it's a stool, a chair that you sit on in the, in the house. It's full of gold. It came from the skies like that. Obiama. People believe in Obiama people, you know. They don't be, be, believe in the people of God. It's right there. He's got a comfort anoche. You know how the Obia people do their things? Put powder on their face. And he, like that. Yeah, there's a statue of him right in front of the public hospital holding the stool. And the stool is there up to today. I'm talking about the 1718 something. Two, three hundred years ago. People believe in the supernatural. He's one of the greatest Obia people from, from my, my people, my area. He's hailed. He's esteemed high. But not people of God, not pastors, not men of God, not the church, not Jesus Christ, not even Jesus Christ. But if you can exercise faith in the supernatural, you will experience it. That's what I'm saying. That if an Obia man can, in a stool can come from wherever, then me too, I should be able to disappear. I, 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 it's my heart. Please, when you're praying, pray for me, okay? That one day I'll disappear and five minutes later I'll come back and take offering and they will close. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because when you read the Bible in the book of Acts, Philip went to meet an Ethiopian Enoch on the way from Jerusalem back to Ethiopia. Bible says that he was reading the book of the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 53, and he didn't understand what he was reading. So Philip asked him, do you understand what you are reading? And the man said, how can I understand if somebody does not explain it to me? And so Philip explained it to him, and then he said, after he received the revelation that Isaiah 53 was talking about Jesus, and that he needs to believe in Jesus Christ, and he will be saved, and he should be baptized. He believed in Jesus Christ, he was saved, and he asked Philip, look, there's water, why don't you want to baptize me? So the Bible says, Philip baptized the eunuch. After Philip baptized him, Philip disappeared. Philip, one of the deacons in the book of Acts chapter 6, he disappeared. He disappeared. It is in the Bible. He's not an Obia man, but he disappeared. Why should I also not be able to disappear? If Philip the evangelist, yeah, that's, that's the guy, that's Obia man, that's him there. You see him? He's holding the stool. It's a major statue in my town. The main hospital is there. It's named after him. People believe in it. They believe in supernatural things. My father used to take us to a church when we were little. He, he used to believe in a pastor. He was a woman. He was a prophetess. Until one day, my father went for consultation, private consultation, and he heard <coughs> like a room like this as he was talking to the prophetess. <coughs> so my father said, hey, hey, what was that? Somebody's. The woman said, no, it's my baku. That was the last time my father stepped foot in a church. Yeah. Bakus are real. Bakus are real. Have you seen a baku before? Oh, they are real. They are short like that. They are, they are, they are fit. They are, are backwards like that. So, instead of the forward, they are like, the, the, the leg is twisted backwards. 
short, like midgets. Baku, that's how they look like. Yeah. If you see one, you run away. Yeah. <laughs> when my father heard that it's a ba- the woman has a baku, the prophetess, she had her own baku. My father never stepped foot in the church. That's the end of our membership in the church. Are, are you following what I'm saying? And so, to be able to experience what God does supernaturally, you need to have faith. Tonight, God wants to do something for you, but you will need to have faith. I said, tonight, God wants to do something for you, but you need to have faith. Are you with me? The next thing you need to also understand is, you have to have faith in supernatural methods. There's something you call supernatural method. Like holding the, the rope of Jesus. It's a supernatural method. There's no medicine. There's no procedure. There's no formula. There's no calculation about it. It is a supernatural method. One day, the Bible says that somebody was blind and Jesus wanted to heal him. Jesus used his saliva. He spat into the ground, mixed his saliva with mud, and put it on the blind man's, blind man's eyes and asked him to go and wash his face in the river. It's a supernatural method. He went, he washed his face, and he could see. That's why I'm saying that. Tonight, tonight, you will have to believe in what God will lead me to say. You have to believe in it. Sometimes it, it must it probably be a bottle of oil. Bring it, let me prove it for you. The oil is not God, but when you use the oil, it will, it will carry the presence and the power of God. You have to believe in supernatural methods. That's why Obia people, if you realize, when you go and see the Obia person, they say what? Bring egg, a tree, white egg, a tree of white egg. Bring white fowl, three white fowls. Fowl cock, bring three. White, clear, clear white. And bring the milk of a female tiger. The milk of a female tiger. See if you can find it. Because supernatural methods are also things that you should believe in for your healing there are many people who go to places and they they bath them they bath them can you believe that a big woman with big breasts and big buttocks will go to an obia man and will take off her clothes and take off her big big panty like bought from the china shop take it off and let a big man take water and bathe you with some supernatural soap and say that all them people that are doing some battles against you when they see you they will run away and the woman big woman will believe it clean all your bati your bamzi and clean your everything and you believe it When the pastor says, come, give, give $1,000. God will do something for you. You sit down and you, you mock and say, it's money. All oh, these people, it's money. It's money. It's money. You go to the Obiaman. He's watch out your patake and take. You don't say nothing. You don't say nothing. You don't say nothing. Because you believe in supernatural methods. Some people take their picture. They take their, their child father's picture. They go to the Obiaman and take their child father's picture and say, this is he, this is he. Please help me. This is he. This is he. And they take the child father's picture and they, they do something. You, you believe it. 
don't give it. When he finishes, he says, okay, this is $20,000. You, you hurry up. You even add $5,000 to make it $25,000. As you believe that your child father from today going to love you bad. These people copied it from the Bible. But they have come to even have more credentials. We believe in those people more than in the God who created these things. If you are going to experience the supernatural, number one, have faith in the supernatural. Number two, believe in supernatural methods. Jesus told someone, he said, go, go and wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Yeah. Elisha told Naaman the Syrian, go and bath seven times in the river Jordan. It is a supernatural method. When you go to the doctor, he gives you paracetamol. He says, take it one, three times a day for seven days. You believe in it. You do it religiously. Grow up. 12 o'clock. He said, please, bring my paracetamol. Oh, grow up. Hey, 4 o'clock. Bring it. You believe it. Somebody who just went to the University of Guyana to study something. You believe in him more than somebody that God has poured oil on. There needs to be a change in how we see the supernatural. I, there should be a change in mindset how we see the power of God David was a little boy he had never gone to battle before but he stood before a giant with five stones and a sling everybody who has gone to war before who is experienced they couldn't handle Goliath it was supernatural for David to kill Goliath and cut off his head because no small boy like David could stand before that, that man everybody in Israel was afraid of Goliath of God the Bible says he was nine feet tall. If you are going to experience the supernatural, you have to believe in supernatural methods. One of the methods is the spoken word. The centurion told Jesus, don't come to my house, speak. Don't come to my house. My servant is nowhere back. Right where you are, Speak. And the centurion, the army officer, explained himself. He said, you know what? I am a commander in the army. I have people under me. If I say a word, they'll carry out my instructions. I believe that you are somebody like that. I don't know you. I can't understand. But I know when I see you that you are somebody very strong in the spirit. And if you were to say something, I know that there are supernatural beings around you who will carry out your instructions. And so just say anything. He sent forth his word to him. One day Jesus saw a fig tree. He thought there was something on the fig tree. He was going to pick up something. There was nothing. Then he cursed the tree. He said, from today, you will never bear again. They went to do ministry. When they were coming back, the fig tree was withered. Just the words. Just the words. It's, it's one of the supernatural methods you must believe in. The words of the man of God. Peter told Jesus when he saw him walking on the water. And he said, Jesus, is this is a, is a, is a jumbi, jumbi, jumbi. Jesus said, jumbi doesn't have flesh. Then Peter said, if it's you, beg me to come to thee. Ask me to get. Peter did not get out of the boat by himself. He said, speak a word. And Jesus said, come. Peter jumped out of the boat. He began to walk on the water because of the supernatural method of the spoken word. It's somebody's night tonight. I said, it is somebody's night tonight.
Another? And let's say the final one before I pray with you. There are too many of them. I don't want to go so far. But another way that is supernatural is transmitted or transferred is the laying on of hands. Laying on of hands. I remember one of Oral Roberts, one of the great evangelists, he said when God gave him the healing anointing, his right hand gets very hot. When his right hand gets hot, then he knows that anointing has been activated. Anybody he will touch no matter the sickness, will be healed. I felt that many times in my ministry where when I pray for people, I feel my right hand. Either it feels numb or it feels hot. Do not underestimate the hand of a man of God upon your life. Do not underestimate it. It is a way the supernatural is transmitted and transferred. So Paul actually told Timothy, he said that, do not be in a hurry to lay your hands on anybody. One day, one of my church members in Europe, no, somebody came to our church in Europe, and after church, he came to speak to me, and he said that, he's, he's, he's hearing voices, he's hearing voices, he's like, you know, schizophrenia. He's hearing voices. When, when he walks, he feels like people are talking to him. He can't see them, but they are talking to him. So I said, ah, how? How did this happen? Then the guy said, it started when somebody from somewhere came to preach in a church he was going to and laid his hand on him. Since that day, when he walks on the road, he hears people talking to him. He can't see them. laying out of hands you see one day I was talking to a young lady who joined our church she says that when she finished when he finished bathing and she's drying her skin as she's drying her skin at a particular moment she'll start playing with herself so she's drying with her skin and I found it very interesting because she dries her skin in front of the mirror I don't know why a, a young lady would dry her skin in front of the mirror what are you looking at you dry her skin in the bathroom where there's no mirror many of our bathrooms don't have mirrors so when I encountered her that's what she told me she said that she comes out to dry herself and then she she ends up playing with herself until she gets satisfaction. So, in dealing with her, I had to explain it to her for her to understand. I said, you know what? The only hand that should be able to play with you is your husband's hand when you marry. Any other hand is influenced by devils. Because how can you of yourself play with yourself by your own hands? Somebody has taken over your hands without you being aware and using your own hand to go through parts of your body and you are enjoying it. I had to explain to her for her to understand and pray with her for her healing. You see these hands, even when it comes to the sacral world, it does things. 
People is fill people with their hands. You can see how a girl can hold you in your private area and you get an erection. Just a hand! And if normal human beings can use their hands, some people, I don't want to say their children here, but you know what I'm talking about. They use their fingers to go to places. And they are not men or women of God. How much more somebody that God has his power over if he touches you like that? Laying out of hands is another method that is established in the Bible that transfers the supernatural power. Paul told Timothy, do not, do not neglect the gift of God that was given to you by the laying on of my hands. The hands of the presbytery rather. Gifts are imparted by the laying on of the hands of a man of God. Do you believe in it? This is just a normal hand. I use it to eat. I use it to wipe my face. But God can use this hand and give you something. If only you believe it. It will happen to you tonight. If you only you believe it, it will happen to you tonight. You'll be surprised. I believe it. I've laid these hands on many people. One day a young lady came to see me in my office. She said she was suffering from a headache. And, and it, it doesn't seem to be going. I prayed for her. When I laid my hands on her, she fell on the floor. Then demons started talking. I said, ah, it's headache this girl came here to. What is this thing here? The demons came to tell me stories. I can assure you, if you don't believe in anything, don't underestimate this hand. There's a song I know when I, I was growing up as a Christian. It says, My hands are blessed with the blessings of the Lord. My hands are blessed with the blessings of the Lord. Everything I touch surely must be blessed. Everything I hold Surely you must be blessed. My hands are blessed with the blessings of the Lord. If you believe in the supernatural tonight, these hands can transfer something. It can transfer the power of God. It can transfer the supernatural power of God into your life. It can transfer the healing power of God into your life. You, you, you don't even have to wait for the hands. Sometimes it's just the words that a man of God will speak. Sometimes it's just something like a wind that will blow. You feel the presence of the Lord. Tonight, God wants to do something for you. I want to ask you to stand to your feet tonight. And stand. Now I want you to just close your eyes. I don't know who is here who doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus told Nicodemus that. The Bible says that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you are here tonight and you know deep down in your heart that you are not born again, you are not saved, you are not a Christian, you want to give your heart and your life to Jesus Christ, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say with me, Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I believe with all my heart 
Uh, Jesus Christ died. He was buried. He rose again on the third day. I believe in Jesus as my Savior. And I open my heart. And I receive Jesus into my life, into my heart, to be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Father. But by this prayer, I am saved. I am born again. I'm a Christian now. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for everyone who prayed this prayer out of your heart. I pray that the walk with you be sweeter than ever. That they will draw wells, water out of the wells of salvation. And their lives will be better from this day onwards. Keep them and preserve them. Plant them in your church. And let them grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Somebody said, Amen. We believe you have been blessed by the powerful teaching of God's Word. For booking and more information on the ministry of Bishop Collins, please call us on 592-225-6760 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. You can also log on to www.shepherdhouseinternational.org. God richly bless you.